little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon. Are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm going? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome back to Spoilerama. Yes. We've been away. Yes. But we've missed you. Yes. Not each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rehearse this. This is just no. coming naturally. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And after all this time, we're coming back with a bang, with a classic, great film to review, because it's much anticipated and much waited. We're reviewing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Which I saw last week in the Lighthouse on 35 mil. And Marina saw it just the other day. In Dundrum. Dundrum. In 4K, apparently Sony 4K digital. Okay. Well, that'll be, it'll be interesting to compare. version. The version. Whatever it well, is. I was impressed with the, the visuals and sound of what I saw, but we'll come to that when yeah. we get to it. What did you think of the film? I loved it. Did you expect it? Well, yes. Because it's Tarantino. Um, no, because it's the 70s. 60s. Kind of. Six, yeah, well... Oh, it? But it's very much the 60s to me. I know it's 69 coming in 70s, but it evokes the 60s so well to me. It doesn't feel like 70s at all. It gave me more 70s vibes than cause the, about the hippies and that's the, the 60s vans. And that's all hip. That's all 60s stuff. Uh, Woodstock, well, which Woodstock was three weeks after. So it was three weeks after the events of this film. Summer of Love was 67. That was all hippie vibe and yeah, so Yeah, but on. going into the 70s, 70s, just, 70s was the main decade of it. Yeah, I suppose. Well, it overlapped, but it's certainly yeah. I, I associated with the sixties rather than the seventies. Okay. Well, I wasn't born so. in e- either era or been through any of it, so and I was through both. Yes. Well, I was one and a half when the events of this film were happening. Remember it well. Um. So you can imagine how old Mick is. Yeah. <laughs> timeless. I was born. What a child Marina is. Thirty years later, almost. Twenty. Nine, twenty-eight years later. Um, yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> us sorted. <laughs> Let's talk about the film. Well, um, yeah. did you you knew the events that they're talking about, like yes. the whole Sharon Tate? I knew way story. before. Yeah, and this is yeah. why I've been looking forward to this film for a year. And right. what happened was right. I said to John, um, "That's this Marina's was husband." Yes, for those who have forgotten it after it's been husband, so long, um, on Friday, which was when we we had booked it for, I said it was that. 20 to 9 the film could not be any later and it's a long film yeah I said to him I'm going to Dundrum earlier to get a few things and then I'll meet you there be there on time I am not missing this film I am not coming into it two minutes after it started that is just not happening today yeah yeah fine no problem it was 8 o'clock and he wanted to have food before it was 8 o'clock and I called him he was still sleeping so you can imagine me I said, we're not eating before this film. Oh, we can eat really quick. We'll go into TGI. I said, no, because you have to order and wait for your food. And he got to Dundrum at quarter past eight. The film was at 20 to nine. I said, absolutely no chance. I said to him, I'll divorce you before I miss this film. Like, this is not going to happen. 
So I got there in time and all my efforts to make sure we did everything right. I had the tickets already in my hand. We only need to get popcorn. <laughs> you could laugh at that. Um, everything was perfect. The place was packed, screen one. And we sit and we go in. Of course, there was people in our seats and we had to tell them to leave because... It's your seats. Yes, and in a cinema that's packed, how can you think there will be no one? If the place was sold out and all you could get was in front of the screen. What makes you think sitting up there you're going to be able to get that spot? Or, like, I don't understand people. Anyway. Our so, listeners are out there going, yeah. I've missed this show so much. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard Marina rant about so much in such a long time. But then, <laughs> she's, yeah, not, I will she's not finished. Yeah. No, because this is my, my annoyance. Because God, I feel like if God exists, he likes to take the piss from me. And he just finds it entertaining to see me mad. Because then I don't... moved on to attacking God. <laughs> yeah. No, because then these people leave. They go down and they sit in their um, seats. We sit down, right? And it's only a three-seat aisle situa- uh, row because it's in the corner. So there's the corner, and uh, an aisle, another huge, like, ten-seat row, and then uh-huh. an aisle, and then another three. So we were right in the corner, but it was a good... A good place and so there was one vacant seat next to me and we were there and the film had started and these people come in five minutes after the film had started and they stand in front of me talking to see where each one was going to sit who was going to sit next to her. and I said sorry do you mind um, I just want to see the film your woman glared at me sat down in a huff and stayed on her phone for uh, for the whole oh. film. I was so pissed off. And I just, I had to say to her at one point, I was like, excuse me, sorry, but you're really bothering me with that light. Um, I can I can catch the glare. If you can at least just turn the brightness down. And she looked at me and, and, and like stared at me. And she was like, all right, fine. But she kept still on her phone. And I felt like saying, why did you pay to come see a film if you're going to be on your phone it's not as even like oh the film is very long and your woman got bored in the middle of it no, it was from the start you come in late you be on her like fuck off <laughs> I hate people <laughs> so yeah that so, was my experience but I loved the film yeah and what was the popcorn like it was lovely alright <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. yeah and then Jazz- <laughs> nothing like that happened to me because I went to the lighthouse yes which never Ever does anything like that happen? Well, no. Star Wars well, situation. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's when, when they left the riffraff in. But <laughs> when normal lighthouse cinema goers go, and it was, and it was early afternoon, and there was a good crowd there, but everyone Six was minutes well I behaved. spent Six ranting. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and here am I talking. <laughs> and you're, you're paying so little attention to me after my 25 seconds of speech. You're looking, how long was I talking for? <laughs> And it's a three-hour film we've got to discuss. Yeah, go on, quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, so you did know the Sharon Tate story. Yes, I did. And you were saying you were looking forward to it on that basis. Yeah. I was dreading it on that basis. Well, not dreading it. I certainly wasn't dreading it. But I was wary. When I heard he was making this film, I was going, oh, God, it's such a... Not nasty subject, but I said it's just going to be unpleasant because it's such a horrible, tragic story. Yeah. And I knew he wasn't going to cheapen it or anything like that. Or at least that was my impression. I just said it's just going to be 
too much in the film. That's all yeah. you're going to think about in the film because it's it's just a nasty event. It's not like even Titanic or anything like that. That's an epic thing, but this is just one really horrible little thing that happened. And to just have a film centered around it is going to be the sword. But this is the thing. I knew it wasn't going to be centered around it. I kn- because I- of the way they've been talking about Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And I knew their characters never existed. Yeah. So I thought this is some kind of story that's going to cross over. Oh, yeah. With I knew, the obviously and I it knew. did. And it did. I knew it would. But at the same time, I thought, yeah, but you're going to be dominated by the real story. Thinking of that the whole way through. And I was to an extent while yeah, watching same. it. But at the same time, it was brilliantly done because, first of all, Margot Robbie was superb as Sharon yes. Tate. She was really like I've never had any thoughts one way or another about Margot Robbie. Yeah. She was good. She was so sweet. Yeah. She was just she made her so perfect. Yeah. Um, and also so touching because you were just so aware of what's going to happen. Yeah. There's a tragedy of it all. And that scene where she goes to the cinema to see her film. Yeah. Was so lovely. Yeah. And then they don't recognize her. And she doesn't mm. mind. She doesn't get arrogant or anything yeah. about it. She's explaining and spent ages, which mm. is typical Tarantino dialogue, like yeah. the whole thing of, oh, I was in such and such. such. And then goes in and she loves the reaction to the audience yeah. to her performance. But I love that he didn't, he put the actual yeah. film there. Yeah. I did you, did you re- that. realize that? Because yeah. she she, at first I was saying, is that Sharon Tate or is it actually Margot Robbie? And I said, it looks, because it just looks too real. And I said, that's but Sharon I didn't Tate. think That's definitely I d- yeah Sharon I Tate. didn't think she looked like Sharon Tate when the film when the Sharon Tate film appears yeah I didn't see that much similarity between them but mm. I know what Sharon Tate looks like and I did see when she was playing Sharon when she was there as Sharon Tate I could see the similarities but the one in the film you could tell they weren't the same yeah well eventually I did yeah that, but at first I thought have they just superimposed it but I think it was almost as if you know the scene where they have DiCaprio if he had been in the Great Escape, in, in yes. Steve McQueen bit. Yeah, that was brilliant. It was brilliant, but it was also there, almost as if to show we can fake it if we want. Yeah. In other words, he could have put Margot Robbie in those scenes instead yeah. of the real Charlie, but he deliberately held on to the Charlie, yeah. which I thought was a great idea. It yeah. was really touching that thing that she's seeing herself, so she is being celebrated. Yeah. Um. Now I'll come to the ending in a minute, but we can't mention anything about the yeah. ending because Tarantino has given strict not orders but no, he's I know, begged I know. people not to reveal what happens in the end and most of the people who hate it are not revealing it either they're giving out about it but they're not revealing yeah. it but I will so we'll just talk about other bits in it what did you think of let's just other real people in it like Damien Lewis and Steve McQueen I really, really good, good brilliant so so yeah. like real and he and you're just like he really got yeah, him yeah but I, th- I kept thinking because I thought when he was there uh, when I saw the cast um, before seeing the film and I saw who was playing who I was like oh how is this going to be like playing these people because this isn't so long ago this is not someone playing Shakespeare or yeah. a president or whatever well they're playing film stars that we know yeah, well particularly exactly. Stephen McQueen and, uh, and Bruce Lee and I was like yeah. oh, how is this going to and Roman Polanski and all that and you're like oh god is this going to be you know them trying too hard to be exactly like them but it was just perfect well, it was perfect. I didn't know Damien Lewis was playing him. I knew Damien Lewis was in the credits. I didn't know who he was playing. And then I just saw Steve McQueen written over the character. But I still yeah. hadn't seen it was Damien Lewis. And then watching it after a second, I oh, my God, it's Damien. And, and I just thought, he's got it. Like, he just had mannerisms to look without actually being superimposed of him. You could clearly see he was a different person. Yeah. But it was still there. Yeah. And even afterwards, 
I just happened to, in something else see a photograph of Steve mm. McQueen around that time. I was like, oh yeah, it's really close. It's yeah. so well done. Um, I like the absurdity of I don't know if that's the right word, and the over the topness of a lot of it. Especially, mm. I love DiCaprio's character. Oh yeah, just adore him. Especially when he gets a line wrong. I'm not gonna give too much away. Yeah, and he comes back and he's raging. That scene was absolutely brilliant. I just I could not stop laughing. And the same with Brad Pitt. They're hilarious. Yeah. His scene with Bruce Lee, fucking deadly. It was just one well, of the best scenes. It was so funny. <laughs> and it was the one-liners in it. Yeah. Like I said, um, my 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 hands are lethal weapons. If I kill you with them, I will go to prison. You kill anyone with your hands, you go <laughs> You're to prison. prison. <laughs> <laughs> so relaxed. And the way he's, Brad Pitt is superb at yeah. this because he's just so laid back and cool. Cool dude kind of thing, yeah. utter cool yeah. dude. And what struck me about it was, I was watching it, he's 55 yeah. and he looks brilliant. Yeah. Remember when he fixes the aerial? And he's just, he fixes the area. Oh on yeah, the roof. yeah, yeah, yeah. But first yeah. of all, the way he gets on the roof, he doesn't use the ladder. He jumps, yeah. jumps for the wall to do something. He's a stuntman. <laughs> yeah, but I remember thinking, he's there. He has his work belt, has two beer cans in it. <laughs> takes out his cigarette and then peels off his t-shirt, and he's just perfectly ripped and everything. I'm looking and says, "Yeah, I should have stayed smoking and drinking. <laughs> this is what's wrong." Like I say, you bastard! You can drink and smoke and yeah. still look like that. But I love how. He stops there because it was just before one year when DiCaprio said to because a lot of the time I thought there was going to be some kind of conflict between the two of them because so he I. was a stuntman and yeah. he wanted maybe more coverage. But no, he was perfectly happy with, with his job, which I thought was brilliant. And the fact that he, he just stops on the uh, after right after DiCaprio said to him, now they're going to go with the other stunt guy. And he's just there fixing the, the aerial and he just remembers why he wasn't <laughs> chosen to be the stunt guy. And then he goes... Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a random scene to yeah. put in there. But it's just, you can see Tarantino just saying, well, let's just put this in well, <laughs> for the fun it's of like it. Like I heard some reviews were describing the script. Like they obviously just didn't like to film, but they were saying, oh, it's a bit clunky. The script's a bit clunky. It goes all over the place. That's what we like. Yeah. Like, I mean, Who most of it is unnecessary. Mean? Who the fuck cares? It's yeah. Tarantino. What I got the feeling of this film was is that it's his ninth film. And I think he just wanted to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it got to a point where he's like, like he just went artsy-fartsy, if you think about it. Because it's it's a tough script, because you're going back and forth, and you need the story to make sense in a way. And yeah. it did. And it was hilarious. And the characters were so well done. I think this is one of his, one of his best. I think so, too. Because like, you can see, that's a lot of work put into this film. And it's a long film. I can imagine editing was a bitch mm. to do this. Well, it's four and a half hours his first cut. Well, this is it. Like, it's just imagine you have so many great scenes and shots and these amazing actors, and you have to cut up even the little girl. <laughs> she was brilliant. Well, even, like, the most brilliant about it was is that he has these moments that are really, really poignant and touching and hilariously funny at the same yeah. time. Like, I remember when DiCaprio does this scene that she is awestruck by, and like, she's the up and coming star, and she yeah. sneers at him at first, but then she just says to him, and he's really emotional and it is and everyone says really good and she says that's the most incredible acting I've seen in my entire life and she's eight yeah <laughs> so on the one hand it's and he's really moved by it and it's just so good you say yeah she's been, she's got about two years yeah. of that experience but, no, but I love that he, he threw her on the floor <laughs> and then she t like it was this whole really tough scene like it was 
yeah. you know, very disturbing if it was a, a turned into a real film. You can see that. And then he just turns to really sorry I threw in the ground. Oh, no, no, I'm prepared. <laughs> I have pads over here. <laughs> After this very strong scene, cut. Sorry, I threw you on the floor. No, 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 it's okay. She's all like girly and yeah. <laughs> I throw myself the floor all the time. <laughs> Oh, but I mean that's and all that is completely unnecessary to the plot. Yeah, loads of the film is. Yeah. But Even it's the just fact that he they went the whole scene of oh, yeah. the film he was doing with that guy. I wanted to know what happened next. Yes, <laughs> I want to see more of that. And I would perf- like this is what I love about his films, and this is what people complain about his films, and they did particularly with the Hateful Eight. That there's just far too much in it. He, it should be trimmed down. So, no, I want more and yeah. more and more. I'd happily watch but hours. But this is of it. him. Do they not know this by now? And the same thing. With the story, which I won't give anything away, but it's the type of story is like Django and it is like Inglorious Bastards. It's things like this never happened, but this is what could have happened in his imagination. Yeah. What he would have loved to have happened in his imagination. That's with all his films. And that's what I said to John because John was a bit on the fence about it. I was like, no, you just have to enjoy it. Just take it as it is and enjoy it because that is what goes on in his head. I could just imagine him saying, oh, then this happens and then this happens and writing like crazily writing and I can imagine he he just wrote this in one sitting I could well, see it's, him it's, it's, he just goes off into trains and talks yeah. it's basically and I just go this 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 and even that the bit where he remembers why he can't get work as a stunt man on the set because he's pissed off Kerry yeah. Russell and it's a flashback and within that flashback there's another flashback yeah. so and it's, it's just they could go on and on and on and even yeah. what I've watched this is you know that'd make a great film <laughs> idea where it just goes back and back and back yeah. flashback right? and then it'll start coming forward again the circle yeah. Um, so what do you think of Brad Pitt and DiCaprio as a double act oh fantastic you just watch it and say why did no one ever do this before yes I kept thinking surely they've been in a film together yeah. before no it's their first film really first film together and it, they, they loved it they've been yeah. interviewed after and said they really hit it off they're best buddies now and they really want to work together again they are so natural together yeah but it's Tarantino incredible. has that thing doesn't he where people just like I think working with him and oh, yeah. working with people like him, it's just it's just fun. Like I love seeing people like uh, Kurt Russell, who was in The Hateful Eight, and people mm. like Michael Madsen, who was in every fucking Tarantino oh, yeah. film. I love it. Once you see uh, Michael Madsen, you're just like, yeah, that's a Tarantino film because you just you, oh, you, I just love. And he's old. God bless him. He's old, but dressed as a cowboy. I didn't really. Well, he was there so briefly. I didn't notice that him being particularly old. Was he? Oh, you, you know, you can see, you can see, especially around here. All like right. when you look at Reservoir Dogs, he was so chiseled and, and perfect yeah. and tall and whatever. And there he's just like a little bit hunched in the way he poses and whatever. Well, it could tall. be the part. It's like a very. It could be. Yeah. But he does look. Well, a I mean, bit he was older. in Hateful Eight as well. And yes. No him being pretty. But that's you know, like he's credited at the end as the gang. You see in the credits, he has the gang, and he lists mm. Kurt Russell, Michael Manson and Tim Roth and then in brackets scenes cut <laughs> the whole gang of people who always appear in this film yeah. but he just wasn't in the film so yeah. he gets a credit but he's not there I was so. I was expecting Samuel Jackson at some point but that didn't happen yeah that was a real surprise because yeah. he's always there uh, but I think of course you, ju- you wouldn't want to just put him in for the sake of putting him in either you know the way oh, yeah. it I would don't be think it, it, Tarantino would actually do that um, but I just I loved everything and even the bit with the gypsies and hippies was good but it was even, terrifying yes but this even if you like it's just it, even then it was so useless the whole George thing 
it was, but it's it's relevant. No, it it's, is it's because later on, oh, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it was just like, what's the whole problem with George? Do you get me? Oh well, no. But you see, well, first of all, that is true. Oh. That George was the, the stunt guy. Like he was, it was a stunt ranch. Like they were did all live on that ranch. Oh. All the hippies did live on that ranch, and it was a former film set. And a stuntman did come inquiring about what's going on here, convinced that George was being held under duress. Um. And George said no, he was getting sexual favours from all the girls. So they were was happy to let them live yeah. there. And the stuntman was one of the victims of Manson's. Now, it's not Brad Pitt isn't playing that character. Yeah. It's just a similar. Brad oh, Brad that makes the film much, much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only found that I out after. I want to watch this again. I, only, I would too. I only found it after. But what I loved about those scenes was because, first of all. Oh, please just watch it together again. Okay. Okay. Because I really want to watch it with you. <laughs> anyway, but I will say, um, and that brings me back to the sound and the visuals that I saw first of all 35 mil like even at the start the Columbia logos the real old logos yeah. and it's all grainy when I saw because I saw 35 the sound was amazing yeah. was the sound particularly striking it well, was really loud at times it, yes but I, I don't know I was just so immersed other than your woman next to me but like mm. I was just I, I didn't really pay attention to the, to the volume of the sound but the visuals yeah. everything about the camera movement and the way you can see the set of the westerns and then suddenly yeah. they just move the camera a little bit and you're inside a western film you don't yeah. see any more of the 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 setup and the and the behind the scenes of that um oh the yeah set. just going to switch into black and white then or no, no 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 like when he is there on the porch and there's that scene first off i think they start with the camera um more towards where this it's where you can see it's a set so you can see the cranes and whatever. But then once it just goes slightly back into the left and it closes that off and you don't see that anymore and it's just the set of the Western. It's like you're in a Western oh, movie. Right. Do you get what it's I mean? Yeah. It's just that slight little change. Yeah. And it's a completely different scenario. Even though it's the same thing, but it's a completely different scenario. Mindset. Yeah, it's it's it was unbelievable. Every like camera movement in the Westerns and the way he did it was just oh it was just brilliant oh yeah there's so, i mean there's so much yeah um that can pass you by but is deliberate and the whole look of it is that yeah. but what i'm saying particularly about the sound and when you're mentioning about in the ranch when he arrives there first of all when you see the girls at the very start you know when they're going yeah. through the trash but you just think they're just girls and then slowly because you know what is going to happen because you know the facts yeah you go, oh my god those are the hippies and then later yeah. on when he's Brad Pitt is flirting with one as he's driving along she's waving to him and then he gives her a lift back and she's just 15 or something yeah. like that and all that is very, and then you're just slowly done yeah but these are sinister people and yeah. then when he arrives there you can feel it yeah the atmosphere and the, the sound is there it's yeah. like but it's really hidden like yeah. it's really throbbing or whatever do going you know on. what it reminded me do you remember the film um, no El Royale that we saw. Oh yeah. Do you know one of the sisters was in the, which was Dakota Johnson, was in oh. the those really weird hippie ritual things. Yeah. That's what it reminded me because they were all like, ah, oh, so happy and touchy feely with each other, you know, yeah. and they're like, oh, we love our little pussy cat and, and all that yeah. kind of thing. And they, she was all like, yeah, and they're kind of girly. But once the mood changed, it was like, oh yeah, they were all clay. Oh, yeah. they were so blank and then we look, watching him go up to the house and they're all just in the group and then they're like staring at him yeah she's like what the oh fuck no i mean people? he's deliberately invoking things like 
uh, children of the damned or village yeah. of the damned or whatever all these sort of images of these cliques getting together and being mm. and the whole thing is all the way along says I'm worried for him and then said there's no way they're going to like overcome him yeah. he's just going to destroy them because yeah. he's just so cool yeah. and he was just so calm and confident and everything and even then the whole thing of him looking at the house and saying I just want to go up and see old George I didn't realise it was the same house that Dakota Fanning was in looking out the window what's he oh, doing yes, now yes, yes. and suddenly because there's all and I loved the surprise of, of Dakota Fanning because I did yeah. not expect to see him I was like oh oh she's in this and she was good for the moment oh, yeah. she was there but she there's was loads really of good. little yeah. brief cameos like that yeah. for people um, so yeah the whole time they're there it's really and but it builds up perfectly because the film is very light hearted entertaining yeah. and very bright yeah. so much colour and bright and all and as I said, Margot Robbie is just happy-go-lucky the whole thing. And they're all given, all the reviews are given out that she's so little dialogue. So she doesn't need dialogue. Yeah, just God's sake, it's a but film. But this is, this is what pisses me off of how things are nowadays, where people expect certain things, like films to be certain ways and be done certain ways. You don't have to just stop it. People, it's a film. It doesn't have to be like same old, same old. If there's big stars, they need to have more dialogue, need to have more exposure or screen time or this or that. Like, why? Why does it need to be like same thing with like his story is not linear at all. Mm -hmm. You cannot do middle ending, you know, um, uh, start middle and end because it's all over the place. But it makes sense. And people because people like, oh, it's three hours long and it really only gets going at the end then you're not no, watching the film no, right. Like that's a different film yeah. if you look at it that way. But this is what I mean. People already expect an action-packed blood and gore, whatever, Tarantino. And then when he does something like this, which is cool, is so, so cool. And it makes sense to the story, even though some bits are a bit too long. Like, I love bits where he just filmed Brad Pitt driving. Yeah. From, right, from the bottom. Right very fast Yeah, but as well. it's as if they put the camera on the passenger seat and just yeah. left it while he was driving. Because that's w that was the angle. And I was just like, I could watch him all day driving. Yeah. But it's also setting the character. Yeah. It lets you know he's definitely made care because he's just flying through the street. Yeah. And when people say, oh, it's, it's, it's long and it really only gets going at the end. I was like, but that's all you went in for? Yeah. And that's what pisses me off is that people expect films to be a certain way. And they're not. And this is, you know, John is like that. I won't get into that, but John is like that. Okay. Well... There are not many people thinking like that because the film's doing really well. It's because it's his second most successful film at the moment. Well, yeah, because everyone, everyone. I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's necessarily gone because of Sharon Tate thing. No, no, because yeah. of Tarantino. Oh yeah, but I mean, but of his films, like all his films are going to do well. Yeah. But it's his second most successful after only his first. Well, yeah, week because I think it's Tarantino, Diego. Brad Pitt, oh, yeah, DiCaprio, DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, yeah. which I'm sure. And the hype has been yeah. going on for so long. Um. Right. Well, I'm going to discuss the ending with you after. after yeah, because I, I will really just want say, to. I just say, I loved the ending. Um, yes. I didn't know. I was thinking what to, what's going to happen because, as mm. I said, that's what was bothering me because it is such a tragedy. Yeah. It's and it really it's horrendous still, story. Yeah. And I mean, even before it comes to that moment in the film, I was getting upset for yes. the Tate character. Yeah. And that's why Especially I Especially when I saw her pregnant, I was like, oh, my oh, heart. Yeah. Oh, my but God. the whole thing, like when she's there, arrives at the Playboy Mansion and just straight away does it. And it's just so And her friends cool. actually existed as well. Did you know that? Those girls that she starts dancing with, the bigger girl and the skinny girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they oh, exist. I think my, yeah, all yeah, the, most yeah. of the big people there are real people. But there's a picture of the three of them at that oh. party. I'll show you. And they oh, were right. dressed like that. And she's like, she's all, like her that's hair is all like that. And she's like, the three of them are walking to, it's like they're like, 
models or something the three yeah. of them because they're all like it's like there's you can see they're synchronized walking and they're happy and it's just like it's like a yeah. <laughs> it's like a what you call the women's pads um Women's ads. pads. Oh, <laughs> you know the ones that they're always so happy. Oh yeah. It. So it's kind of like because they're that. always they're happiest when they're on their period. Yeah, and they're all like, you know, just jumping. <laughs> oh, it's just so it's such a great picture of the three of them, and you can see how happy those girls were. So I'll yeah. show that but to you. But that's afterwards. that's what, and that's what it evokes. It's yeah. a real sweet. Like if I've never had any real interest in hippie era sixties yeah. or whatever, and just to have said, oh, I, I love it. Well, I was like, oh, I love the video. Mm. It's just a real celebration of it, and that's what makes it all tragic or whatnot. and I was just sticking out with Woodstock was only a week or two after that like Woodstock mm. is another major event in the 60s it's supposed to be a celebration in the 60s but it was only a few weeks after and 1969 huge event happened but mm. I thought the ending was very moving is what I would yes. say and I felt right at the end I was actually in tears mm. right at the end particularly because the way he even ends it he has the credits like directed by Quarantina um, on an overhead shot, whether it's a drone or not, looking down on the on the empty, empty streets, if you like, like yeah. the car park or whatever, and it's just an immediate feeling of longing. Yeah. Which I won't go into further yeah, after that, yeah. but it's just oh, yeah. oh, it's beautiful, and everyone's giving it. Like I read, heard two people reviewing it on Arena last week, and they were saying how they gave it two and a half out of five on the basis of it was a great film up until the last forty minutes, and then they were really offended. And very upset. One woman was saying she was really disturbed by it. And I'm going, oh my God. Probably because of the fight scene. Because Oh yeah, but no, it wasn't even that. No, she was saying Because, yeah, a lot of people were shocked. Like, okay, first well, of all, people, I won't, I'm not going to spoil it, but first of all, it's Tarantino, okay? If the first two hours of the film didn't have a fight scene, you can expect it to happen. And when it does, expect it to be blood and gore. So... When it does happen, don't be going like, uh, ew, uh, you're in a fucking Tarantino film. What do you expect? If there isn't one till the end, fine. That's fine. That's no problem. But if there is one, don't complain because you're in a Tarantino film. That's all I'm going to say. And that's Marina's verbal equivalent of smashing your head into the table. Yes. So that's what you want to do really with it. But that's not what these people were talking about. They were talking about what the change. Okay, okay, okay. That they said that it was offensive to the memory so on and this is what what if anything this was uh, beautiful but a lot of the debate as well this is what uh, people went in with that attitude mm. i'd say they turn around and say well look it's a tarantino. tarantino is never going to be sensitive or serious yeah it's always it's slam bam or whatever and how and that's what i was worried but about it's the same as inglorious bastards and that's what i kept thinking it's like at the end now if you haven't seen inglorious bastards one you're an idiot and two i'm gonna spoil it now so if you <laughs> okay, be careful don't spoil this one now as well no i won't but the end of the Inglorious Bastards where they kill. I'm gonna have to cut yeah, all that. Yeah, you will. Because it will. is even. You will. <laughs> just you will. By saying that. So, Marie. <laughs> My point is, it's his imagination. That's why he added these two characters that had nothing to this do with anything. This is what we could discuss afterwards. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. I just uh, want to say this because people didn't like the ending, but there's a reason for it, and that's why he put those two characters. And it's just, it's brilliant because of that. That's all I'm okay. saying. I'm gonna finish it there. Okay. Would you like to give your marks out of ten? Then? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I Probably. Would,
probably here, here we go this is not me gonna be you now probably one of the best films this year so it might be in my top five you've often said that why are you suddenly no because you always say I'm I said sure it this once is, no you've said it twice I said it once twice. about the happy prince and you made such a big deal and about then it you said that I said it again no and then you said uh, about another one as well and I can't remember which one I have to look back at that year which was last year <laughs> and see <laughs> what did you say okay finish it come on I want to talk about the ending okay it's good to be back <laughs> so join us next time whenever that will be uh, when we review oh. Once Upon a Time in the West on, in Once Upon a Time in the West Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again when we go and see it a second time yeah. I have to give my now, marks next time we're probably going to review Pain and Glory that's ages away that's next week Mick oh it is next week it's the end of August okay my god I've and I said it to him when oh. we went into the wrong <laughs> film it's just the microphone is vibrating with it and I said it to him <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, we've still been talking to each other in the past few weeks. Anyway, yes. you can tell that. Um, I'm going to give my five stars because I never got a chance to allow because it gives me shape to finish off, wrap it up. You know what she's like. So sh- that's the end of Spoilerama. Thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woohoo!